homeschooling moms embarking on a self-defining journey. Listen in on conversations that will encourage you to be your authentic self while uplifting your spirit and motivating your inherent potential. They're defining what culture is for their families and want you to do the same. Bring your children along too so they can meet the cleverly cultured kids. They're all for teaching the babies while they're young, adapting to the challenges of parenting, homeschooling, and being willing to learn the lessons that the children have to offer. It's all about uplifting one another and reclaiming your innate greatness. story, then you know that drums play a very important role. But have you ever learned why? There is a book called Oral Literature in Africa, and I'm going to share with you an excerpt from the book. A remarkable phenomenon in parts of West and Central Africa is the literature played on drums and certain other musical instruments that this is indeed a form of literature rather than music is clear when the principles of drum language are understood. Although its literary significance has been overlooked in general discussions of African oral literature, expression through drums often form a not inconsiderable branch of the literature of a number of African societies. Communication through drums can be divided into two types. The first is through a conventional code, where prearranged signals represent a given message. In this type, there is no directly linguistic basis for the communication. In the second type, the one used for African drum literature and the form to be considered here, the instruments communicate through direct representation of the spoken language itself stimulating the tone and rhythm of actual speech. The instruments themselves are regarded as speaking and their messages consist of words. Such communication, unlike that through conventional signals, is intended as a linguistic one. This excerpt is from the book, Oral Literature in Africa, page 467, and this is Section 17, Drum Language and Literature. Visit the show notes page to learn more about the book. Today's African proverb is a Yoruba proverb, and it says, Fear a silent man. He has lips like a drum. now time for the word of the episode. Today's word of the episode is brought to you by Yoruba Land. Oni. Oni. Oni means today in Yoruba.
gotta check out Night Zookeeper. It's an educational online program that covers reading, writing, grammar, and spelling. It's an amazing tool, whether you're homeschooling or supplementing your child's education. It's so much fun. My two children, ages seven and nine, are enamored. They're in love. It's so much fun. They start off by drawing. Everybody loves to draw something sometimes. They draw a character, they draw a self-portrait, and then they get to write and play games. And they keep going in the circle of writing and playing games and they're enjoying themselves. But the best part about it is I don't have to beg them to engage with the program. They're begging me, hey mom, can I go on night zookeeper? Sure thing, baby. Have fun. Hey, homeschool family. Do you need extra encouragement to keep going this year? I know when I was homeschooling my children, the battle with homeschooling had its ups and downs, and I wish there was something that would motivate me. Well, Miriam and I had an opportunity to give something very special to each of you, and that is a clever homeschool support kit, but you need to sign up for it. It is very important that you sign up to receive a kit. So what is inside? Inside, we have t-shirts, stickers, planners, games, books, things that you will want and that are especially designed for you and your family as homeschoolers. We believe that representation matters and so we have made and created some unique things just for you and your family. And if there's something that you need, let us know. We wanna support you and we have been given a grant to do just that. So allow us to give you one of our incredible, clever, homeschool support kits. The link to sign up will be in the show notes. So check out our show notes page for more information. everybody. Welcome to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Today we have an incredible show in store for you. And I really just want to jump into the conversation. But if you are new to the Cleverly Changing Podcast, I am Elle Cole. I am a mom of twins and I homeschooled my kids for seven years. This podcast isn't just for homeschoolers, but also parents who want to supplement their children's education and give them a rich experience in knowledge. Our goal as parents is to teach our children how to love learning. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you our special guest, Monet. Monet, can you tell everybody just a little bit about who you are and your background? Sure. First of all, I want to say hello to you and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. And, um, I guess I could start with a little bit about myself. <laughs> I am 
Well, first of all, I'm a mother as well. I have two grown kids <laughs> and um, they're musicians just like I am. We have been playing and singing and, you know, throughout the years and, you know, through music, you know, it's um, brought us even closer together. But um, yeah, I'm a mother. I'm also a teaching artist. So I teach uh, for Berkeley College of Music's uh, City Music Program, which we teach kids from elementary to high school and uh, several music classes, you know, theory, voice, piano. Um, and we try to um, get them into the college. So um, that's a really great program for the children. I also have a music program through my company, which is DNA Productions Incorporated, called Peppy People's Music. And I really focus on the little children, the preschoolers, you know, zero to age six. And uh, that's where my, uh, I guess my heart really is because I just love the little ones. And I, I just want to nurture them, you know, with love and with what I have to offer, which is my gift of music and song. And so um, I have that program, which has been in existence for ooh, about 30 years. Wow. <laughs> Quite a while I've been doing this. And I'm also a music producer. So I not only produce my music, but I've worked with others as well. Um, and all of my music is very positive, inspirational, um, and uh, good messages, good content. And so because I was not happy with the content that I was hearing on the radio stations, I created my own radio station, which is a, it's called the House of Inspiration Network. Yes. So um, I've been doing that for maybe about... Hmm, I think it's been about eight years now. Yeah. So we are uh, a young, you know, radio stations, but it's worldwide 24 seven and it's inspirational music, you know, all types of genres. And um, so, yeah, we're about to honor children. We get, we do a lot of um, live streaming mm -hmm. shows where we honor people in the community from all over the world. And uh, our next one coming up is to honor the children, children that have their own businesses that are doing good things, you know, in their yes. communities. So I do that in uh, my latest venture, which is um, something I've been trying to do for years, but COVID kind of um, pushed me closer to <laughs> yes. what I really wanted to do, which is um, do virtual shows for children. And that's where Miss Angel Monet comes in. And um, I not only entertain them, but I educate them. And mine is really about morals and values and self-esteem, you know, more with the mental health. Yes. And so um, I do that. And I have a musical called Jack's World that was in production about mm, over 10 years. And I took a rest from that. And um, that's about a boy looking for love. It's all about children. It's a children's musical. So I'm about to make that a movie, hopefully, um, in the very near future. And I have storybooks. I'm about to publish um, the Jack's World book. Hopefully uh, by Christmas, it'll be available. And that's the story of a boy looking for love and finds love. And then his self-esteem is lifted and the family comes together and all that good stuff. Um, so I think that's mostly about me. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it's so many different incredible things. And I think, you know, music is so dynamic. And so I am so glad that you are talking to us about music because so many school systems have mm -hmm. cut and slashed their music programs, but music yes. mm -hmm. is so defining. 
Yes, it and, is. and it's freeing. I, I look at music as something that can unify the world. And so I think it's very important, the work that you're doing, the work that you commit, that you're committed to doing. And I think right now you, you brought up the mental health piece. And so I want us to just take a little time to unpack that mental health and the power of music, because, you know, if any of us, you know, are alive right now, then you know that our world is struggling in the mental health arena. And social emotional learning is really, you know, it's become a buzzword in the school system. Mm -hmm. But it's something that music can kind of bridge that gap to help people understand their feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to just tell us why the mental health and music is a bridge to each other. Well, mental health is really important uh, because it's very hard to learn anything if you're not mentally stable, if you don't have the support that you need or you know that self-esteem that's needed, not only in children, but in adults as well. And um, music can help bridge that gap through, you know, how it stimulates the brain, especially in, in children, you know, when they're in their development stages, um, just the, the, even the tones and the melodies and the rhythms, all those things help them with their math. It helps them with um, being calm when it comes to uh, meditation. We can use music with, for, for that, um, you know, it could be slow music, soft music. I mean, it just does so much for us you know, mentally. And so that's what I try and focus on with what I do, you know, so that these kids can have some kind of foundation and help them with the academics, you know. I mean, yes. after all, we learned the ABCs through music, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So there has been a link to memorization and music. And so yes. what you're talking about is huge. I, I think back and I think of a study that was done about Alzheimer's patients. Mm -hmm. Often they can't remember who the person is next mm -hmm. to them or things. Mm -hmm. But when you play music, mm -hmm. the tune, the mm -hmm. words, the melody, tends to come back to them and they can recall mm -hmm. it. They can't tell mm -hmm. you about what they had a few minutes ago mm -hmm. to eat, but they right. can tell you those musical notes and hum and sing yes, yes. often. And so music mm -hmm. is really a powerful link in the brain. And so I think, you know, as an educator myself, when I think about music, it's something that when I was teaching my children their first um, academic programs that they did were related to music. And so we did something called classical conversations. And so all of the foundational lessons that we were having them learn, it was put to music. Because as they grow, they can remember the songs, but they may not remember just rote memorization facts. Right. But put it to a song, it, it actually goes into the long-term memory. And right. so there is power to that. So. You know, you talked about confidence. Mm -hmm. You talked about so many different things that are important to a person's development. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. um, for you, how did you know that music was going to be a big part of your passion for life? Wow. When I was about three years old, my folks, all, you know, my parents, 
and the aunties and all of them, <laughs> they used to tell me this story about how my great aunt used to babysit me when I was about maybe two, three years old. And um, she'd be watching her soap operas and she had this uh, upright piano and uh, uh, like the foyer area of her house. And it was next to the living room. So she would put me on the piano because it seems like I would always let me go to that piano, you know, anytime I felt like it. So she felt like, oh, well, if I do that, I can watch my stories and I know she's not getting into anything. So <laughs> that was my beginnings of playing the piano. And so, you know, I would just stay there playing and she could watch her young and the restless, you know. <laughs> and uh, if I stopped playing and she knew, oh, let me go see what she's up to. But they said for the most, I was in love with that piano. And then um, I started creating melodies, you know, what I would hear, like Mary had a little lamb. That was at the age of four. I think they said they started hearing me play little tunes back. And music has just been, you know, something that that's been a part of me since a child. Um, it calmed me down when I might have been a little anxious about something. I would always have a song in my head. I would always go to the piano. It was like my best friend, you know, in a sense. <laughs> and some of the kids thought I was quite strange because they may come and wanna, wanted me to go outside and play. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I got a song. Um, I'll be out in a minute, you know, because I would have to finish writing this song that's in my head, you know? <laughs> so music, um, I, I, I knew from a little girl too that I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to study music. I wanted to be in the arts, you know, so. I love that you just mentioned the arts because sometimes when parents hear that their kid wants to go into the arts, they're like, oh, you might be a starving musician or a starving mm -hmm. artist. Those are things that sometimes are synonymous mm -hmm. with working in the arts. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, you know, it's fair <laughs> to say right. those things, yeah. but only a select few get to really make it big and become household names. Mm -hmm. And so to the parent who recognizes a gift in their child, what would you say that they should do to nurture that gift? And why is it important that they nurture that gift? Well, I think it's really important for them to try and recognize that gift at an early age because it's part of their development, you know? Um, it's part of who they are, especially if you see they have a passion for it. Um, I remember my son, when he was four, um, uh, he seemed to like to beat on the pans and the, you know, different things around the house. So I was like, I think we need to get him a drum set, you know, <laughs> let him put that energy into that. And I remember, you know, it was a real drum set. It was just a small one, but, uh, you know, it had all the things that a, a, a adult drum set would have and uh, put it in the living room and he played it and, to some people, they thought maybe it was noise. It was like, well, how could you put that drum set in the in the living room with all that noise? And they weren't musicians, you know. <laughs> but to me, I could I could hear him, you know, figuring out all the rhythms and the beats, and he was happy. And I was in the kitchen jamming, you know, while I was cooking, you know. <laughs> and um, then my second born started playing the drums, and I never discouraged them because I knew that. Um, that they, they were onto something and that they were hearing the tones and, and getting in, you know, um, getting, uh, hearing the rhythms, they were hearing the different rhythms. 
And um, even with the piano, when kids are banging on the piano and they're hitting all the high sounds and the low sounds and the middle sounds, that's a form of ear training. But a lot of people don't recognize it. They see it as noise. I don't know if it's because I'm a music teacher, but to me, it's them figuring out things. You know, it's them um, uh, resonating with the the tones and everything. So I think that. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, I kind of jumped around a little bit, but being that I didn't stop my kids from banging on the drums, as some people would call it, my um, firstborn is actually a bass player today. Um, they all took piano lessons, and he actually plays the drums. I mean, they their development, you know, was started from th from then. And they're both musicians. My second born is actually a drummer, a really good professional drummer, you know. So, um, and they both play keys. And um, I think if I had of um, stopped them from playing and not nurtured that, who knows what what could have happened uh, with with that, you know? So, yeah. Yes. I, I love that your kids have grown up to utilize some things that you saw in them very young. Mm -hmm. And so I want to just kind of um, bring that point out just a little bit more because I think um, so often we as parents mm -hmm. can kind of feel like, oh, I can't hear another thing. Like I just <laughs> want silence. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it is a part of our children's growth. Mm -hmm. And that's really the story that you kind of that you shared with us really fleshed that out. Mm -hmm. And you brought it full circle with what they are doing today. And I think that's important for us to understand that our gifts manifest in very different ways. And right. for some kids, you know, I think about um, the kinesthetic learners, those who learn by touching, they're yeah. often the musicians mm -hmm. because they need to touch it, to do it, to yeah. feel it. And mm -hmm. even with the vibrations. And so one of the things we try to do on the Cleverly Changing podcast is connect with our roots. And so as people of color, as black people, we know that music is a big part of our ancestral um, upbringing. Do you know any stories to share that can help us link those connections with where we are today? Well, just um, even with the drumming, you know, um, when we go back to um, even with the dance, you know, um, back to our roots in Africa, you know, all of that has been brought down from Africa to here. And a lot of it you know, has to do with um, our peace, our our um, comfort, or it, it just does so many things as far as um, music, you know, from our ancestors. And as far as a story, it's like my mind just went blank of what kind of story I could tell, but... <laughs> That's fine. I do know that, you know, that carries a long ways, you know, even if you look at the dance today, I mean... And if you study um, the different African rhythms, you know, something about that, that kind of moves us. And um, yeah. When you said moves us, I thought about the fact that music 
no matter what mood we may be in, music can kind of change our mood. It can make us feel happy. It can make Mm -hmm. us feel sad. It can really cause these ebbs and flows by the different types of music. So it really is a thread. And a big part of music is storytelling. Music, even though it may not have any words, it can tell a story to our our inner. It doesn't just speak to our bodies. You know, we see the dancing, we see the movement, but it can speak to what's internal. Mm-hmm. than us and I yes. think that um, when you said that what moves us music does have that power to to touch us on the inside where mm-hmm. it feels intangible and yes. so I think I think that that's powerful mm-hmm. yes I've noticed that even with teaching you know um, some of my classes especially the preschoolers um, you know I'll change the the mood or the the music um, depending on how um, maybe the behavior is that day, you know, Uh, maybe it's a bunch of excitement and the teachers want them to calm down and I'll switch it up and I'll I'll play a lullaby, you know, um, or something like that. And it's, it's just a wonder of how it just calms them and everybody's at peace all of a sudden, you know? (laughs) Um, So yeah, music, music can change the whole atmosphere. And um, and usually um, it's a lot of storytelling in music. And I usually tell a lot of stories through my music. Um, I, I break down the content of what's in the music, you know, the lyrics. And first I read it as if it's poetry, because to me it is poetry, you know. And um, then we dissect it. And these are with the elementary kids and high school kids and also the preschool kids, too, actually, you know. <laughs> um, and... Um, so yeah, we're, I tell that story to them and it's so they can really get a good sense of what the song is really about. Because most people are just hearing the beat, they're not really listening to the words. And it's important to know what the song is saying if it has lyrics in it, you know. And that goes a lot with our mental as well, what's in the song. <laughs> yes, you just brought out one lesson that parents can do with their kids mm-hmm. and that's um, writing a song, mm-hmm. um, you know, it could be through poetry or just different lyrics. Can you give us just an, a simple example of um, maybe a song that you would teach young kids? So if there's parents with uh, preschoolers, mm-hmm. is there something that they can go to to kind of help jumpstart that, um, you know, kind of relationship or lesson with their child? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going way back right now. Um, I remember I used to sing the song, um, the Barney song. (laughs) I love you. You love me. We're one happy family. Um, You know, I would kind of break that down as to us being a family in the classroom. And, um, you know, we do the little movement signs, love you, you love me. Just a, a sense of togetherness, you know. And um, then there's another song that I teach. Uh, it's called um, I Am Special, Yes, I Am. Yes, I Am. Yes, I Am. I do a lot of repetitive stuff with the, the really young kids. I Am Special, Yes, I Am. I Am Very Special. And then we talk about what makes you so special. And then I, um, I mention uh, if you share with your friends, um, and then they'll raise their hand. I was like, yeah, I share my friends. I said, well, that makes you special, you know? And I just kind of really go into, like really go into um, 
the song um, I Am Special, Yes I Am. And then I have them turn it on to um, to themselves and to all their friends and say, you are special. Yes, you are. So they all point to each other. Now, if I'm doing it virtually and it, it's a class, they'll point to each other or they'll point to me and I point to them. You know, we make it work. <laughs> and um, it just, you know, gives us a sense of community and, and uh, respect for one another. We cover that. Uh, I have another song called Respect Yourself and Respect Everybody. And um, I usually try to make my songs very, um, I use a lot of different cultures, you know, like uh, Latin music, African, Caribbean, a little folk, a little, you know, but I also look at the demographics of, you know, who, who I'm, who's in front of me. And so I kind of um, I base it on that too. If I have a lot of uh, Latino kids, um, then we're going to get some salsa in there, you know, what they're comfortable with, you know, and they'll be like, oh, yeah. And then I had uh, one time I had this um, kid from India. And um, so I kind of put some Indian beats in the song and and, and it could have been the same um, nursery rhyme song or whatever, but it was music that he was used to hearing at home. And so that opened him up and he felt so much more comfortable. And I didn't even realize that the uh, the the outfit that I had on looked made me look like I had on the Indian, um, uh, what is this? It's not a dashiki, but what the uh, Indian women wear. I had on something similar with my scarf, something I did with my scarf. And he just came up like I was a part of his family. It's like, oh, let's see what I have on today. <laughs> but, you know, I think things like that, you know, when you're explaining songs, um, that goes a long way to really go into the lyrics and what it means. Yes, absolutely. That just, you know, further proved the point that mm -hmm. music is unifying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think back of early childhood, and I think we can all do this. Mm -hmm. You know, if we think of a time and we think of a song, mm -hmm. you know, just the first song that comes to mind, you can think of um, when you first heard it. You can think back mm -hmm. sometimes, um, you can kind of feel that same feeling. So mm -hmm. it has this transferring power to it. And so I think, you know, when you talk about, you know, seeing the dress, singing mm -hmm. the song, making sure that it was inclusive, mm -hmm. you know, many jobs and careers, we hear people talking about diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's very important in the education system mm -hmm. because sometimes things seem like it's just for one type or one group right. and everybody don't, they don't always feel represented. Right. And so music is that one way to make mm -hmm. everybody feel special, just like mm -hmm. the song you sang. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to anybody, regardless of their age, everybody mm -hmm. wants to feel a sense of belonging. Yes. And so what you're doing mm -hmm. is powerful. Can you think of, you know, you have taught so many different students over the mm -hmm. years. Can you think of one example? I know you just shared one where just music kind of made a difference where you mm -hmm. were like, I'm so glad that this mm -hmm. is what I do because mm -hmm. it had mm -hmm. such a great impact on a child that you worked with. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, I got a lot of stories. <laughs> That's why I keep doing what I do. Um, where should I start? Let's see. <laughs> well, there's one song that I wrote called Hold On, Don't Give Up. Keep on dreaming till you reach the top. 
hold on to your dreams, give life a chance. So I found I found myself uh, kind of I've become a motivational speaker through these songs, you know. And I was teaching some uh, third and fourth graders, and you know I always do a, a show, a spring show with them. Um, so that was one of the songs of one of the classes, and we dissected the words. We went over what what does it mean to hold on, you know. And it was really interesting of um, some of the answers they were coming up with. And, you know, they would always want to sing that song, you know, because they felt like if I hold on, whatever I'm going through, it's going to get better if I just hold on. And um, then they then someone told me about a little girl that wanted to take her life and how that song, she sang that song to her friend, you know, hold on, don't give up. I was like, oh my goodness, this is more powerful than I thought that they're using the song to comfort one another, you know? So that told me right there, yeah, this is the right song. This is really making a difference, you know? Um, so it's songs like that, that um, I think are important in the lives of our children and adults too, you know, but that's one Um that I can think of. And then also I wrote another song called I Am, I Am Somebody Special. I come in all shades from ebony to ivory. Look at how beautiful I am. I like what I see. So, you know, I talk about how your hair is beautiful. You know, doesn't matter what color your hair is, what color your skin is. So I really break the words down and I try to inspire them and let them know. And I said, you all might get tired of me telling you all that you are somebody special, but you are. And I just keep pumping it and pumping it and pumping it, you know, <laughs> so hopefully I believe they feel that way. And um, so at the end of the year, I see all this confidence that has been lifted through the way they're singing the songs, like they own the song. And that's what I want to see, you know. So I, I feel that, yeah, that's a story or a few stories that I what were where I saw made a difference, and I have many more. <laughs> but that's, that's awesome. I'm just so glad that you shared that with us because when you were talking, I could see that you know the words that you say, you know they they rhyme, they go together, and they're easy mm -hmm. to remember. But they're mm -hmm. also so impactful and powerful in terms mm -hmm. of what you're saying. It's a simple message, but mm -hmm. it's one of comfort, mm -hmm. one of peace, mm -hmm. one of understanding. And I think that that's really what makes a difference. The kids, when they're listening to you, they feel seen, they feel heard, and they feel accepted. Mm -hmm. And that's what every child wants in life. Mm -hmm. So you've been doing what you do for a long time mm -hmm. and you love what you do. Mm -hmm. One of your newest projects, you talked about a book. Can you kind of just give our listeners a sneak peek into what that book is about in terms of, um, you know, what they have to look forward to? Mm -hmm. Well, the book is called um, The Adventures of Jack Christopher Wilson. And it's from my stage play, Jack's World, the children's family musical. And it's about a boy looking for love. He thinks that mom and dad doesn't care about him anymore. And because he's the oldest of four kids now, mom and dad are very busy. Uh, mom's a nurse. And so her, her shifts are very long. And then dad, he has a retail business. So they're trying to juggle work and family. 
And Jack just feels left out of the picture, you know? Um, and so he knows that grandma and grandpa always gives him attention and he wants to be more so with them. So unfortunately he runs away from home and he's trying to look, well, he doesn't think he's running away, but he's trying to go to grandma and grandpa's house, spend the night, you know, <laughs> but he gets lost and he ends up in the park tired and cold. And the family goes through a crisis when they figure out that Jack's gone. And, and the, and the book shows how, they come back together through um, a little prayer, through hope, faith, hoping that Jack is found and how they have so much love to give him and um, they were going to be there for him and um, so forth. So, so he does come back home. The police finds him and it's this very happy ending. He feels like he is um, on top of the world, that he can be anything he wants to be just because mom and dad said, I love you, son. You know, we're going to be there for you you whatever it is you know we can work through this and um so it's kind of like a, a a book that shows um a kid that suffers from low self-esteem and it goes all the way to high self-esteem and um that's pretty much the stage play but the book that's pretty much the the message in the book but written for your um your preschooler and your elementary kid so yeah I love it, especially in this time where we're currently still in the pandemic. I know it, you know, we're trying to come out, trying to get things back to normal, but there are kids that can relate to their parents being essential workers and really having to work longer hours than they did before just because of the rise of inflation and all of the transitions that are taking place in our world. So I think that that's a very timely book that you're mentioning. And I know that there are children who can relate to that. Where did you get the inspiration to write that screenplay? Well, I went back to my own childhood. I'm a fam. I came from a family of four siblings. Okay. I was what you call the knee baby, the middle child. <laughs> so, you know, by the time you get to the middle child, you know, it's like, um, it's it's a little different, you know, everybody's busy, you're kind of like in the middle. And I think that's why music really um, resonated with me so much because I could just go to it and not have to worry about if I'm getting enough attention, you know. My, my music gives me all the attention I need, you know. And I would write songs and I was just happy. But it, deep down inside, I wish I had had more time with mom or even with dad, because my parents were what I would call workaholics. They worked a lot. You know, my mom was a teacher, you know, <laughs> and uh, my dad had his own business. And so she would come home from teaching kids all day to being secretary in the office, you know, for family business. So even though my mom was there for us, we had a great, you know, family there were some things that could have been tightened up, but, you know, um, but so I kind of pulled from that and how I felt and I, I might've stretched it a little bit, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but uh, I had a police officer tell me um, that the story was really needed, especially with kids running away, because he said, he says, you, you have no idea how many kids run away from home and this story is needed. And his nephew happened to be one of the, um, the characters in the play at that time. So he was, um, you know, bringing his nephew to rehearsal and um, 
you know, he was kind of watching it and he really commended me for this work because, you know, it, it, it opens up a lot of um, conversation, communication. Then I had a teacher write me, because we had a lot of school kids that would come into the show and within Boston public schools. And um, they told me that, because um, I would have them do essays as well and write back to me. It's like, it was like a lesson. And um, she told me that if they hadn't taken uh, their class to the play, she would have never known that her student was contemplating running away. You know, he actually kind of broke down crying and started talking about what, what he was feeling, you know, what was going on in his household. And they were able to step in and really help him and um, bring things back, you know, together. So I was like, okay, well, I'm glad it's making a difference. You know, <laughs> there's that mental health that we need to constantly, you know, work on, you know. Yes. And, and you brought up how it jogged that conversation. So mm -hmm. music has the ability to, um, to kind of help us let our guards down and speak yeah. about things we wouldn't otherwise talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think that is very instrumental when it comes to parents connecting mm -hmm. with their kids and understanding them on their level. Yeah. Do you, you talked about the workshop that, you know, that you kind of do with schools where, well, they're coming to your place, coming to your events. Do you do any workshops with school systems or with parents to help them learn how to use music to kind of um, maybe better connect with their students or to connect with their children? Because I think, you know, when we started this conversation, we mm -hmm. talked about music being a bridge. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is what is kind of the foundation of it all. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, music, we've, you've kind of shared story after story about mm -hmm. its impact. Mm -hmm. And that last story, you know, about the teacher being able to talk to the student was mm -hmm. really spot on mm -hmm. because um, music is unassuming, you right. know? Mm -hmm. And so it's not like somebody preaching to you, don't do mm -hmm. this, do mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. It's kind of casually and subtly mm -hmm. giving that sense of values, teaching that lesson. So mm -hmm. do you do any workshops of that kind? Well, I have created a workshop and um, I have not, because of COVID, you know, have not been able to to do that. So that's why we're trying to do it virtually and um, and offer it to different school systems. I was actually a fellow in um, Massachusetts Cultural Council um, right before COVID hit. And we were going to present our presentation, uh, our um our projects and mine was on that, you know, a workshop for teachers, educators on how music plays a very important part in early, the brains on, you know, in early childhood. And um, so basically now at this point, we didn't get to present our projects. Um, so I, I put it into um, a, a workshop where it can be done virtually because right now with, you know, we're still in the pandemic you know, there's not too many things coming into the schools. I know BPS, um, we just put the, I think the mass mandate came down a week, the last week in June. So, you know, <laughs> and no one was able to come into the schools, not even the parents, you know, it was that strict, you know. <laughs> but yes, I do have a workshop and 
through my Angel Mo Miss Angel Monet shows, I'm hoping that um, uh, parents can uh, get a sense of how music plays a very important part in their child's life. You know, I really want to um, to reach the homeschoolers as well as the um, daycares um, so that they can do these things together, parents and children. And I learned how important that was with them doing the music together when we went virtual. I had no choice. And this was the first time that a lot of the parents were able to see my music class because they were all home. And they were just, I got so many, you know, emails and so much good, good feedback of how they really enjoyed the music class, you know, because uh, it was more, it was ent entertainment, but let, but also educational. Um, and they were taking part. I could see them dancing with their kids and um, just doing everything with them. And I was like, wow, this is really great just to see all these families on this screen doing this with their child, you know? And I, and I see grandma, she was in there and she was doing the twist and, you know, <laughs> and um, it was just wonderful, wonderful experience. So I'm just trying to take it a little further now, you know. Excellent. Excellent. I know people are listening, like, sign me up. I don't know um, what Boston's homeschool uh, curriculum requires, mm -hmm. their requirements are, but I know in the state of Maryland where I'm located okay students are required to take music lessons and mm -hmm. i know homeschoolers all over are always looking for how can i incorporate music and mm -hmm. make it beneficial you mm -hmm. know they're not just looking to shake a tambourine right yeah <laughs> here yeah. and there are just you know <laughs> yeah. my kids shook some 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 maracas but they're mm -hmm. looking for something that would provide an academic value and educational value yes. but also mm -hmm. be fun and it mm -hmm. sounds like you're providing both of those fun mm -hmm. education mm -hmm. and things that will make a difference so if people are listening and they're like, that's something I want to try out, mm -hmm. how do they find out how to connect with you and how to, to see what your, your workshop is all about? Mm -hmm. Well, if you go to our website, which is enaproductionsinc.com, it's spelled I-N-E-T, sounds like I-N-E-T, but it's I-N-E-T productionsinc.com. And that'll have my story, who I am, it has some of the things that I'm doing with the kids, some of the shows coming up. We have on-demand videos so that people uh, that maybe can't join in with a virtual show, they may want to watch it when they want to watch it, you know, so they can sign up and get videos. Um, every month, there'll be new videos and coloring activities and lessons that they can do um, around the, the show. And, you know, I look at myself as, even though I'm Miss Angel Monet, I grew up on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, that show. And I really liked that show as a kid, you know, Mr. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, so I've kind of become the Miss Rogers somewhat. I'm kind of having my show something like that, where it's not just learning the ABCs and numbers, and it's more or less uh, everyday life and how to get along with your neighbor, with your friends and and um, like I said, I really focus on that mental health, self-esteem, 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 you know. I just feel like if you feel good about yourself, because I, I know these kids, once they get older, they're going to come across some things that aren't so nice. 
And I just want them to remember something that Miss Angel Monet said to let them know that you really are somebody. You really do matter, you know. And that's my whole message, you know, it's just that simple. So they can find me on my website, enaproductionsinc.com. Instagram is at Angel at Miss Angel Monet. I'm actually on Facebook as uh, Miss Angel Monet. Uh, but you got to put the Miss because it's a lot of Angel Monets out there, which I found out not long ago. <laughs> so, so Miss Angel Monet and um, and LinkedIn. Uh, I think LinkedIn is my my um, my name, Monet Ledbetter Glaude. But that's how you can reach me and connect with me and hopefully sign up for a show. And we'll be doing custom shows if you want me to interact with you or if it's just everybody on at once and I'm just doing a show. Um, but I do have uh, some schools that I actually do a custom show. So it's just for them. And I come on and I can do the birthdays. The teachers will say, it's so-and-so's birthday today from that, you know, from what, whatever class. Could you do a shout out? And then I have puppets. I have puppet friends. And so the puppets will talk and they will, um, you know, talk with the kids. They sing happy birthday and um, just a lot of good stuff, you know. So yeah. awesome. When you said puppets, my heart just it, <laughs> it skipped a beat for a second, because uh -huh. when I was in high school, I was a puppeteer. Mm -hmm. In oh. my theater, in my theater program. So I don't uh -huh. always hear people talking about puppets. So right. this, for those who are listening, you didn't know that about me. I used to be a puppeteer, oh, and I nice. loved it. I loved it because mm -hmm. um, it it was a workout. Oh yes, Ooh, my hand be like, Ooh. <laughs> massage my hands. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, for me, I was behind a curtain, so I had to hold my arm up. So mm. my arms were all buff. Mm -hmm. They looked so good. I need to get back <laughs> to that. Um, but I, I like that you're offering things to schools because your message seems mm -hmm. like it's so needed mm -hmm. right now yes, and yes. everyone i know that you took a piece of paper and a pencil and you wrote that name down but don't worry i will add it to the show notes if you didn't write it down so that you can connect with miss angel monet it has been a true honor and a true pleasure to yes. listen to her take us on this musical journey yes. and i love that you are giving people options to yes. see music needs to be a part of their lives. Mm -hmm. And so it has been a true pleasure to have you as a guest oh. on the Cleverly Changing podcast today. Thank you so much. I enjoyed my time with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so yes. much. So everybody definitely connect. I want you to say the Instagram again. It's mm -hmm. Instagram.com Miss Angel Monet. So that's M-S-A-N-G-E-L-M-O-N-E-T. And say the website for us one more time. Oh, it's enaproductionsinc.com, which is I-N-E-T productionsinc.com. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's Thank been you. a true pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.